This is HPR episode 1976 entitled Introduction to Said, Part 1. It is hosted by Dave Morris and is about 44 minutes long. The summary is what Said is and how to use it in a simple way. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hello everyone, this is Dave Morris. I'm going to talk to you today about the SED program. Now, you probably know what SED is, but uh, just in case you don't, it's an editor. It expects to read a stream of text and then apply some action to that text and then send it out to another stream. So it, uh, it filters and transforms the text along the way and you can control what it does by giving it instructions. The instructions are referred to as a said script. So the name said, as you might well have guessed or probably know, is based on the the words stream editor because of that uh, the process I just described. And said was originally developed between 1973 and 1974 um, and it was a Unix utility by Lee McMahon, I think you'd say it, or MacMahon, I don't know how you'd pronounce that, that name. If it was Irish, it would be McMahon, I think. Anyway, he was in Bell Labs, and uh, he came up with this. Then, in later times, uh, the GNU project has enhanced SED, and it's really GNU SED that I'm going to be talking about. There's quite a lot of new features been added in GNU SED, and uh, there's much better documentation. Though one of the things about the GNU project is that a lot of the documentation is available mainly through the info command, not through the man command. I'm not a great fan of info myself. You might think otherwise, but uh, anyway, there's there's a full manual in enormous detail which is available on the web, and I've linked to it in my notes. So let's look at using said in a basic way. The command is said, S-E-D, and it's usually... It's invoked from the command line, naturally enough, and it's uh, usually given a said script on the command line, and an input file is nominated there. So I've given an example uh, which consists of said, the command, space, minus E, space, then in quotes, S slash old slash new slash close quotes, followed by in file, a greater than sign and out file. So what we have here is the minus e thing it introduces the said script and it's enclosed in quotation marks. You don't actually always have to enclose it in quotation marks because it depends on whether it's got spaces in it or other shell related 
um, characters. But throughout this, I'm just going to use quotation marks all the time because I think it's just a good habit to, to get into. The file in file in this example is the file that's going to be read and edited. And in this particular case, the, the, um, the result is written to an output file, but normally it's just written to standard out. So the greater than sign here is redirecting standard out into this file I've called out file. This is not doing anything useful, it's just to give you some idea of the, the structure. So in this episode I'm using a small file of text, which uh, is the contents of which are listed in the notes. And it's also available on the HPR site uh, for this particular show. The, the text is just pulled from the About page on the, the HPR site. The file I've called said underscore demo1.txt. If the input file is missing when you invoke said, then it expects its input to come from standard input. So I've g given an example of a sort of pipeline you might type on uh, the command line and if you're not aware of what a pipeline is it's where you type multiple commands on the command line and you join them together so that the output of one is processed as the input of the next so in this particular case I've got WC that's the the word count command space minus L that's asking for the number of lines in the thing it's counting. And I've given it the, the file said underscore demo1.txt as its input. So the, we've asked how many lines there are in this file. But because the wc command, if you run it in this way, returns you an answer that consists of the, na the, the, the count followed by the name of the file. Because it does that... Um, I'm piping the result into a said script. And so there's a vertical bar, which is the, the connector, the pipe symbol. And it's followed by said, S-E-D, space, minus E. And then in single quotes, we have S slash, space, dot, star, dollar, slash, slash, close quote. So what that actually does is... It removes the file name. So, so as I said, WC would generate 13, because there's 13 lines in this file, space sed underscore demo1.txt. If you actually just want the 13, then this piece of said uh, script will strip out the file name bit from it and just return the number. It's a very artificial example, this, because... It just so happens if you run WC um, without giving it a file, but with t telling it to take its input from from a file by um, redirection. So WC space minus L space less than sign space said demo one dot txt. You'll get back the answer thirteen because it's coming that that's causing. Um, bash to feed the file to wc on its standard in channel and uh, so it never sees a file name per se so as you might imagine the said command takes a, a bunch of options which um, we'll deal with so we'll deal with a, a few here just now but we'll be looking at more in uh, further episodes of this and i'm planning on at least about four episodes possibly five on this particular subject. 
it's hard to know how, how many episodes are going to take. I haven't mapped them all out yet. I've only got about as far as number three. And it looks like there's going to be several more. Anyway, the options you're most likely to see, you, we've already seen one, the minus E option. Minus E is followed by a script, and it stands for expression. You can also put two hyphens, double hyphen expression, the word expression equals, and then the, the script. So this is the way you define the said commands to be executed. So the so-called said script, as I've been using. You can have minus E followed by a script multiple times in your said command, and it just uh, concatenates them all together. But we'll look at this in more detail later. There's the other option is minus F, lowercase in both cases, I should say. And that's followed by the name of a file. The alternative is minus minus file equals and then the, the name of a file. This defines a file that, co that contains the said commands. And you can have multiple files and you can also combine that with the minus E variant if you wish. The final option is minus minus help which gives you some basic help on how to use said. If you don't provide any options at all, if there's no minus E, minus minus expression, minus F or minus minus file, then the first non-option argument is taken to be the, the said script. So you can actually just type said and then put the script. I don't really know why you would choose one over the other. I just like to use the minus E personally just to make it completely unambiguous. After the, the script, in this case, all the remaining arguments are names of input files. You could have more than one input file. And if there's no input file at all, then we read from standard input. We've already seen this in brief. So it's worth looking at how said actually works. And this is quite a large subject, so I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. I'll pick up on this later. But uh, it's useful to have some sort of concept of how, how said works to at this stage, I think. So said takes in commands or scripts in its own editor language. It takes them from the command line or from file, and it then it stores them. It concatenates them all together and stores them. It then processes the data it's been given through the input files, plural, or piped to it on standard in. And it reads this one line at a time, and each line is placed into a, a structure, an internal structure called the pattern space. Then said runs the saved commands on the pattern space. So you might have just the one command. We've only seen one so far. But you might have a whole file of them that uh, you want to apply to, to the, the data. So it applies all of the commands to the pattern space which contains sequential lines from the the input sources there's quite a range of available commands there are conditional commands as well but we'll leave them till till quite a bit further on down the road in this series the commands may change the data in the pattern space in most cases that's the point of, of running said in the first place you're changing the data but it won't change all lines. It'll change the ones that uh, that you've asked it to. Anyway, once all the commands have been executed on a given line, the contents of the pattern space are printed. The pattern space is cleared, and then the next line from the input source is read. Now, the printing of the pattern space is the default behavior, but it can be overridden. 
and we'll look at that later on. So that's it in in a nutshell. You can gather there's there's a fair bit more, but that's enough to be getting on with. But it's useful to have that concept in your mind, I think, uh, to to understand what said is actually doing. So let's look at simple said scripts in this particular case, and we'll we'll just concentrate on what's really the commonest said command, which is the S command which is short for substitute. So you've already seen me using it, though I didn't explain a lot about it. It consists of the the structure an S, a lowercase s, a slash. Then it's then followed by a pattern, which is a regular expression. In the the notes, I've spelt it R-E-G-E-X-P, or regex. Then another slash follows the regular expression. Then a replacement. That's the thing that uh, is going to replace the pattern if it's found. And um, that's then followed by a, a final slash and optional flags. The The power of said, it really exists in the regular expression matching. So it's really quite important to understand the basics of regular expressions anyway, which is what we'll look at shortly. The the flags, just going back to them, are used to modify the behavior of the command. And uh, we'll we'll just look at one particular flag in this episode, but there's there's more to come in later episodes. So let's look at simple regular expressions. A regular expression is a pattern which is used to match a string. And a regular expression is a sort of a language. People would say, I think, that it's quite an obscure language, but I I hope you'll find that uh, it becomes clearer as we we go through this. And I've put together a table of some of the the various parts of the regular expression language, if you like to call it that, in a a table in the notes. These these are the long notes I'm talking about. There are various so-called meta-characters which are used in the regular expression. First of all, let's look at um, the, the case of any character. Any character which is not a meta-character, and we'll deal with the meta-characters in a minute. Any character that you put in your regular expression that's not a meta-character is just treated as that character. So a letter A means I want this pattern to contain a letter A. But the next one is a, is a dot or a, or a full stop or a period if you're American. And that is a generic meta-character which matches any character in the in the pattern space. Then the asterisk is the next example, and that is a modif- modifier which, when placed after another, uh, another uh, character, a meta-character or an ordinary character, says, apply, apply that particular expression, if you want to call that the letter that you're talking about, an expression, the meta-character expression, match it uh, um, zero or more times. So the preceding item is to be matched zero or more times. I'll, I'll expand on these with examples in a minute. Then there's square bracket followed by a list and a closed square bracket. And what this does is it matches any single character in the list between the square brackets. So for example, open square bracket A-E-I-O-U, closed square bracket, means that you're prepared to match any vowel in your pattern space. The other variant of this is 
after the opening square bracket, you put a carrot character, put an upward arrow thing, and then the list. And that reverses the meaning of list. So it matches any single character which is not in the list. And the next example of an expression is the the carrot or the up arrow or on its own. What that means is your pattern, your regular expression, is to match the beginning of the line. So it's an anchor, meaning beginning of line. An equivalent one is the dollar sign, which matches the end of the line and anchors the search at the end. So let's go into these in a bit more detail. If we look at the simple character matching form, if we were using it, all of these examples are going to be using the S command. So if we take the example ABC as a regular expression, that just matches any string which contains the characters ABC in that order. It doesn't matter whereabouts the ABC exists when we're just dealing with it in this form. So the example is S slash ABC slash DEF close slash final slash. This will find the first occurrence of ABC and will change it to DEF. We're talking here about a literal A, literal B, literal C. There are no meta characters in here at all. But if we move on to the case of matching arbitrary characters using the dot character as we we saw earlier it matches any character so we could search and change the string ABC or AAC or any other three character string beginning with A and ending with C with the the S command S slash A dot C slash DEF slash so what that's saying is any sequence of characters that get three characters which begins with an A and ends with a C want to be changed to DEF. Then you might be asking, well, what do you do if you actually want to match a literal dot full stop character? Well, the answer to that is you need to tell said that you're not wanting to use the dot as this meta character, the match anything character. And you do that by proceeding with the back backslash, backward slash. So that tells the, the regular expression parser that you don't want it to have this 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 uh, meta character function. So my example is if you if you had the string 17.30 and you wanted it, it, it was a time which had been mistakenly typed without the, the standard colon between the, the elements. So it's meant to be 17.30 then you would put you would type the the command s slash one seven backslash dot three zero slash one seven colon three zero slash slightly artificial i know but uh, it will certainly find the sequences sequence of characters one seven dot three zero and change it to one seven colon three zero now moving on to the asterisk character which means zero or more of the preceding expression. We can then uh, match sequences of variable length. Remember it's zero or more that we can match. So if we are looking for a sequence of characters, say say for example we're prepared to match with BC or ABC or AABC or AAABC, then using the command s slash a star 
BC slash DEF slash. What that means is the A followed by a star means you're prepared to match, you want to match one, zero A's up to any number of A's uh, followed by B and C. Remember the star means zero or more instances of the preceding item. If you actually need to indicate a, a, a real, a literal star, asterisk, then, surprise, surprise, you escape it, as the term is, by putting a lead, a, a backslash character in front of it. So you stop it being a meta character, and you want to match a literal asterisk. So the next case is when we want to match sequence of characters which are in or not in a set of characters. So remember we saw the open square bracket followed by a list of characters, close square bracket, expression. So if we wanted to match the letter C followed by any vowel followed by T and then replace it with D-O-G, then we would use the expression S slash C, open square bracket, A-E-I-O-U, close square brackets, T, slash, D-O-G, slash. So that will find any instance of C-A-T, or C-E-T, or C-I-T, or C-O-T, or C-U-T, and replace them with D-O-G. So the, the thing in the square brackets, the list, matches just one character in the form that uh, we've used here. If we look at the other form of the the list format, the list expression, then it's open square brackets followed by an up arrow or a caret. I tend to call it up arrow, by the way, but it is officially a caret, C-A-R-E-T character. Anyway, the, the up arrow list, close square bracket, it matches any character not in the given list. So, for example, my, my example shows we're looking for the sequence open round bracket open parenthesis followed by any sequence of characters which are not a close parenthesis followed by a close parenthesis okay so we've got s slash open parenthesis open square bracket up arrow close square close parenthesis close square bracket star or asterisk close parenthesis, slash, then open parenthesis, example space, one, close parenthesis, slash. Now this might look confusing at first glance, but it's a common type of expression used in said and elsewhere where you you would use regular expressions. We're matching an open parenthesis followed by any characters which are not a close parenthesis followed by a close parenthesis. So anything in in parentheses, any sequence of characters in parentheses are going to be matched by this expression. And then we replace what we find by the text, open parenthesis, example one, close parenthesis. This is a sufficiently generic way of expressing a thing that says, take that bracketed thing and replace it with this particular string. Now, if you had a piece of text where the... the, uh, parenthesized sequence span two lines this is not going to work because said is a line oriented editor and it's not going to see the closed parenthesis on the the line that it's read in so that's an issue there's something you need to be aware of so this list construct this list expression 
can just be a list of characters like we've seen. We put the vowels, for example. But it can also be a range. So, for example, 0 hyphen 9, that means all of the character, all of the digits from 0 to 9 inclusive. So that's quite powerful. You can save yourself some typing that way. So my example shows a case where you're, you're dealing with, uh, you're looking for a string that begins with a capital A, followed by a digit, one digit, and the digit is any digit between 4 and 6. So it's S slash capital A, open square bracket, 4 hyphen 6, close square bracket, slash AN. So this will replace A4, A5 or A6 with AN. So finally in this look at, uh, brief look at regular expressions, we have the, the use of the up arrow and the dollar to anchor at the start or end of line. So the the, char- the up arrow character, which is also called circumflex, I'd forgotten that when I was mentioning it earlier. It's also called carrot, I think. When it starts at the beginning of a regular expression, it means the start of a line. We saw it being used as a, as a negation in the square bracket list thing. But it, it, elsewhere, it, it indicates the, uh, at the beginning of a line, it indicates the, uh, the start of the line. If you use it elsewhere in the line, in your regular expression, if you use it elsewhere in your regular expression, it indicates itself, it's just itself. The character dollar, the dollar sign, uh, when it occurs at the end of a regular expression, indicates the end of a line, and if it's used elsewhere, it just is a dollar character. So, if we're, if you look at an example, S slash up arrow ABC, slash def then it will replace it will find and replace the sequence abc at the start of a line only and we'll replace it with def if we wanted to replace abc at the end of a line we would use s slash abc dollar slash def slash so looking further at the s command Remember, after the regular expression is the, the replacement. We've seen lots of examples, but mainly DEF we've been replacing things with. But um, there's a little bit more to be said about this replacement. It's been very simple so far. We can make it a lot more complex. We'll go into more detail later on in the series, but for now we'll just look at the ampersand, the AND character. The AND character denotes the whole matched portion of the regular expression part of the command. If you want to have an actual ampersand character, then you have to escape it with a backslash. So we take the example s slash abc slash ampersand def. What that means is you want to replace the string abc with itself plus def. So you can regard that as replacing ABC with ABCDEF. There's an example that shows the literal ampersand, so S slash fruit slash apple space backslash ampersand space pears slash means you want to replace the word fruit with apples and pears. But if you forgot to put the, the backslash before the ampersand, you would find that it's substituted in the original regular expression match. 
So there's an example in the notes um, where we echo the string eat your fruit exclamation mark to said and then say as it's um, it's a full command this one this particular case said minus e space open quote s slash fruit slash apples space ampersand space pears slash close quote so this is the case where the the backslash has been forgotten so the result is the string eat your apples fruit pears so it's replaced the ampersand with the thing that was matched in the first place the word fruit okay hope that's clear so i said we'd look at one example of flags in this case and we'll look this time at the g flag so that happens that that's placed after the replacement part of the s expression the s command i guess is a better way of putting it and what this does it causes the replacement to be reply, uh, applied to all matches not just the first so g stands for global make this change globally in this line so s slash a b sleaze a b c slash d e f slash g that means that all instances of the sequence a b c will be replaced with d e f in the current line and as we already saw earlier if you don't put the g on the end you just replace the first instance so finally let's just briefly look at how you would structure things so that said read its commands from a file and we've seen already that use the minus f option normally you would lay out the commands in the file one per line but you don't have to the the one per line separates out the commands Um, the end of line is a sort of command separator but you can put multiple commands on a line if you want to if you do that you need to separate them with semicolons so i've shown an example here I hope it's not confusing. I was <laughs> looking at it again. It it looks slightly, slightly advanced. But um, I'm using a feature of Bash, which I haven't covered in the the Bash tips series that I've I've been doing. It's called the here doc function. It's a way in which you can provide what's effectively a file to a command simply by typing the lines after the invocation of the command. But you need to enclose that chunk of the of a script um, with some uh, some extra features which I'll talk about now. So in my example, I've got said space minus f space and then a minus. What that means is there isn't a file at all. I want you to read as if I want you to read from standard in as if it was a file. Minus f space minus followed by a space said underscore demo one dot txt so i'm using the example file that we uh, that i mentioned before that's then followed by two less than signs no space in between them so it's less than less than and then the word end in in capitals now that end is merely a label that says right the the here doc as it's called which is a sort of temporary file is all of the lines from this point in the in the script to a line that begins with the word END in capitals. So you can put anything there you like, but you have to match it exactly to at, at the end of everything to uh, terminate the uh, included stuff. So following that line, I put S slash backslash dot slash exclamation mark slash G... So what that says is replace all 
full stops with exclamation marks throughout each line and do it for every line. Then the next line is s slash community with a lowercase c slash community with an uppercase c slash. So what that says is replace in the first instance of lowercase community with uppercase community on a given line. And the next line in my example is capital END. So what that's doing is it's slurping those commands into um, SED's uh, command storage and it's getting them from the lines that you type. You can type this on the, at the command line if you want to, but it's, it's an amazingly inconvenient thing to do. And as I've shown in the, the, the example afterwards, um, you, could, you could just as well do this by making a, a command using a quoted string. So sed space minus e space open quote and then the first line of the, the commands. I won't read them out again. Then a new line, then the second line of the commands, a close quote space said underscore demo one dot txt so it's not um it's not particularly you will see this done this was partly why i'm referring to it here but um in the majority of cases it's better to actually create a said command file and you would do that as you would create any other file text file such as using an editor i tend to give such files an extension of dot sed which helps you helps remind you what it is is also useful if you're using more advanced editors that check the extensions of files to determine how to how to handle them for example in vim if you do that it uh, it, it considers this to be a, a file of said commands and will um, will highlight them appropriately so in my in my final example here i've assumed that a file called commands dot sed has been created and the first command is to cat that file so you can see its contents and it's the same two lines as we've already seen then the the last command is sed space minus f space commands dot sed space sed underscore demo one dot txt and that then runs the commands in that file against the uh, example file that I'm, I'm using here I haven't um, shown you what this produces. Uh, you could easily um, run this yourself. Well, that's the whole point of me including a copy of the file for you to, to experiment with. So I'm going to finish this episode by going through some examples. And the examples hopefully contain enough explanation in the in the notes to, to uh, explain the various features that I'm trying to demonstrate. The first one is the one we've already seen. Example one is the WC command where we use WC space minus L space said underscore demo one dot txt. That's that example file we've been looking at. Then that's piped as a, a vertical bar space said space minus E space quote S slash space dot star dollar slash slash close quote. Now, we already know that this is an artificial example, but it's here to, to give you a, a clue as to, um, to how, how said works, and uh, uh, hopefully you will understand the regular expression here much more than, than before. So remember that WC returns 
when it's used in this way, the string 1313 space and then the name of the file that it's been given. So running this script, the said script against it, then what this does, it replaces the first space and the zero or more characters that follow up to the end of the string. So that's what the regular expression matches. Space dot, meaning any character. Star, meaning zero to to infinity uh, instances of that any character followed by a dollar, which means at the end of the string. And it replaces them by... the the replacement string is is empty. So it deletes that. So it deletes the space and the the file name and just leaves the, the number. So example 2 is applied to the example file and it consists of said space minus e space open quote s slash is space no space are space no slash close quote space said underscore demo one dot txt this fixes the grammar in this file where there's a there's a sentence that says there is no restrictions and it replaces it with there are no restrictions the word restrictions is on the next line so you can't include that in the regular expression. We can't just change the word is to the word are because there's other instances of is but there's only one instance of is no in the text so we use that as the the regular expression the pattern that we're trying to match. Now we're not making permanent changes to the file with this command. You can do this to demonstrate what said will do. It's often a good thing to to, um, to make said do this type of thing and to see the results to prove that the expression that you the said program the said script that you're constructing actually works but I've shown since it's a 13 line file you don't really want to run it against the you don't want to see the entire file every time you make one small change like this so I have given an example of running this script and then piping the result into grep grep as you hopefully know is a is a tool for selecting particular lines from a from a file based on a regular expression i'm using an option to grep minus capital a1 what that means is for every time you match the thing i've asked you to match print the line after it the one line after it. a1 means the line after one line it could be a2 and you get two lines after and the, the regular expression I'm matching is the string R no A R E space N O. So what I get back is the line that that's changed, uh, the line that end, that begins with produced by the community, fellow listeners like you, and then ends with there are no. So it's changed is no to R no on that line. And then just to give more context, I get the line following it, so I see the, the full text is there are no restrictions on how long the show can be, as opposed to there is no restrictions on how long the show can be. We'll look at how said can alter a file and save the results back to it in uh, the next episode, actually. Example 3 does the same as example 2, changes this is no to are no, but it also changes the word topic to topics makes it plural and it does this by 
simply offering two expressions in the, the command line. So it's minus E followed by the, the string, the, the, the command we were looking at before, followed by another minus E followed by the S command, which is open quote S slash topic space slash topics, T-O-P-I-C-S space slash close quote. And it's running this again, of course, on said underscore demo1.txt. So it fixes the same fragment as we did before, but it also fixes the phrase, the topic you can cover, because it really should be a plural there, because later on in the sentence, the word they is used to refer back to the topic, and it obviously should be a plural. In the the regular expression we're trying to match, we're matching topic space. And we're doing this because the word topics with an S occurs later in the file. So we, we would hit that one as well and turn it into topic scissors if we didn't make it specific by adding a space to the end. So this is just really to demonstrate how uh, you can use multiple commands in a said said uh, script, said call. But you don't have to put a minus E followed by another minus E. You can actually put them both, both of the, the two S commands, in one string of quoted material. But you separate them with semicolons. I mentioned semicolons before in the context of the minus F option. So you see the final example is uh, the, the, the same two S commands, but separated from one another with a semicolon. I didn't know about this when I first started using said. Fair, fair time ago, I have to admit, but I didn't know you could, you could uh, use multiple commands in one line. You will see, in many cases, people who are not aware of this, they call said multiple times to process the same text. So you'd see said minus E something, name of file, pipe that into said again and make another change, and pipe that into said again and make another change. And... That's not very efficient. Um, it's calling said multiple times. It's uh, it's much more elegant to do it all in one go. Or indeed put all the commands in a file if you're doing something complex. So example four, we're going to do something that's not really very practical. But just to demonstrate, we, we're going to change the word hacker into hobby. And we're going to change hackers into hobbyists. So we've got an experience. We've got said space minus e space open quote s slash hacker space slash hobby space slash semicolon s slash hackers with an s slash hobbyists slash quote space said underscore demo one dot txt. So there's one instance of the word hacker and one instance of the word hackers in the plural. We don't want hackers to be turned into hobbies which is silly. So we differentiate the two instances in the way I've shown. So example five is going over a similar ground again, but doing a few more um, odds and ends to it. And what we've got here is one string, one quoted string containing four said commands. So we changed the is no to are no. We changed the topic to topics. And then I also change... The all the full stops to full stops followed by spaces that is to a full stop followed by double space that was just 
just for demonstration purposes, it used to be that in typing material like this, a full stop should always be followed by two spaces, but that's going back to manual typewriters and stuff. don't think anybody cares about that these days. And the final S command is to replace every space with a hash mark. So that's S slash space slash hash mark slash G. So that, that means for each line that said C's do this to it. So it fixes the grammatical issues that I was fixing before. Um, the double spacing is just silly, really. And, the, and, and very silly is turning all the spaces into hash marks using a, a G flag to process everything. But it, what it really shows is that all of these commands, because there's, there's four said commands here, all of these commands are applied in turn to each line. So remember, said is pulling each line from the file into its pattern space. It's looking at the list of commands that it's, that it's uh, stored, and it's applying them all in sequence to the, the line, and then it's writing it out. So it's... If you, if you get into the stage where you're putting multiple said commands together on one line, you should really be looking at putting them in a file, that four is probably a reasonable number to put on a line, but um, it the point is that what we've got here is a little said program, effectively, which is applying many, many changes throughout a, a file, or can do, anyway. So we're going to look at this in a lot more detail later on in the in this series, which is really why I included it. Okay, well, that's it. I hope you found that interesting, and uh, you'll be back for the next episode whenever whenever that's going to be. Okay, then, bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.